Welcome once again to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Rate us. Give us like 9 billion stars on iTunes. Go to your favorite podcatcher. Use Football Fridays in Georgia, GPB Sports. Put that in the quotes. Hit the magnifying glass. That's how you can save us every single week and catch up with me and Tommy Palmer, me compadre down in the borough. And Tommy, since we're talking this week because of the bridge time between now and the championships, what we decided to do this week was talk about storylines of the year and then next week for our last podcast of the year, but not our last podcast period, we'll go over the championships itself. But talk about some of the big storylines. Is there any one storyline? I guess, what is your lead? I know we'll get into Mount Rushmore here in a second, but what is your lead story of this football season? My, my lead story would be the unrest uh, beginning at Grayson and in the end, them being knocked out. They were the early season favorite. Most people had kind of gift packed the uh, the title for, for Grayson other than Colquitt County. And then uh, story number two would be Lowndes coming from where they were to begin the season to where they ended the season uh, and beating Grayson in the process. So that that would be my top storyline. And then you look at win streaks that went by the wayside. I think Elko's was 37, and they like to challenge themselves. So they lose to Pace Academy in 37-game win streak goes by the wayside. Rome had a 40, and Warner Robins stopped it at 40. Yeah, and that was a big surprise to everybody, including you and me. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, you know, when you play somebody that you've played before and you have time to study them, uh, it, it, it makes a big difference. And uh, when you come back, you look at things that you did in the prior game that you never want to happen again. But uh, I, I tell you what, as good as Rome is with their ground game, I, I thought probably uh, Warner Robins must have gotten them out of their comfort zone with that running. You, you, with the top running back in the state, as, as most people would agree. I just think probably they got them out of their run game, uh, grabbed the lead, and then things changed. So, you know, it's a 48-minute uh, sprint, so you have to play well the entire time. And then I guess we can take it into two separate area codes, too, and I guess let's just do them one at a time when we're talking about the success of the 229 area code this year and then the success of the 478. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start with 229 because Bainbridge has just blown our minds here. They really have. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, you know, number two on the storylines has to be the fact that Bainbridge was two and four at one time, was hurricane ravaged also at that same time, and uh, came back, won a game, then lost to Warner Robins. And, and then at the end of the year, they finished in a flurry, five and five. And they have now won. Guess how many in a row, John? As many as it takes to get them to the last game of the year, much like Northside (laughs) Warner Robins. You are absolutely right. And uh, the thing that really impresses you about this Bainbridge team, they didn't just knock off anybody. They knocked off four straight top ten football teams. And then you look also at the 
the region of dooms that we have, region one double A, region two single A, and you also you can't ignore what has been going on in Colquitt County with what Rush Probst and the Packers have done, nationally ranked as high as number two or number three. So you look at a Brooks County who's done well, a Fitzgerald that made it all the way to the the semifinals. You know at what Thomasville has been able to do. So Region One AA and Region Two Single A once again show up strong. Oh, goodness. And also, you can't leave Early County out of there. They made the playoffs as well, and they bounced back from, you know, hurricanes as well. So, you know, uh, any of those teams down in that area that are continuing to play and uh, played, you know, more than one game in the playoffs, you really got to tip your hat to them because these are football teams that are patterned football teams. They have their week planned out. They do this from day one and their workouts that way, their weight workouts, their running workouts and all this. But all that changes when you have a hurricane come through. So you got to really say, boy, I tell you what, 229 area code really got it done this year. Well, then and let's go to the coast a little bit and let's talk about what Jason Strickland was able to do at Bearsville in Pierce County. And then you have what Bob Spire has been able to do at, uh, at Camden with his second year and they're turning a corner. Then you look at what Rocky Hidalgo has done at Glen Academy consistently. Sean Pender with a big guy like Warren McClendon at Brunswick. Then you look in even in the GISA with Frederica Academy and then everybody like a Jenkins in Savannah. So the coast had some reason to, to, to shine this year too. They really did. And, and we really need to say congrats to Jason Strickland because not only did he come in as a new coach, but he changed the offense and the defense. And, uh, boy, they played well until they ran into that uh, roadblock in mm-hmm. uh, Metro Atlanta. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people ran into that one this year, John. And then Wayne County is another team that, uh, you know, you look at Jeff Davis, you look at Wayne County, and there's another couple of examples. A lot of folks will sit there and think of uh, old Jessup High, but Wayne County the last couple of years has done some really good things. They really have under a new coach, and I look for them to just continue growing down there. As you know, it's one of my favorite spots to go speak. They've had me down there 10 out of the last 11 years, and I told them, I said, I've run out of material. I'm going to be repeating (laughs) stuff here. So anyway, I enjoy going down there. Uh, I tell you what, probably one of the best touchdown clubs I've ever been around. Uh, Almost always over 100 in attendance and great food and fellowship, and they really know the game of football down there in Jessup, Georgia. Trust me. Four seven eight. You look at what Chad Campbell's done at Peach. You look at Kevin Kinsler in Northside. You look at Mike Chastain and Warner Robbins, and then it goes to Vaughn Lasseter, who went home at Bleckley, and Roger Holmes, who is really in between Macon and Savannah and kind of gets lost in the sauce a little bit with what's going on down on I-16 with his successes at Dublin and other couple of stories there in central Georgia. Well, I I love uh, what Roger has done. You know, we met several years ago when when he first came down from Tennessee, and I think he had told me at that time he had applied for 17 jobs in Georgia and did not get any of them, but he finally got the job in in uh, in Dublin, and boy, he has he has done a super job there. What a great testament to the wing tee! Yes, Uh, he has sold out to it. 
and uh, take a look at, at our friend Joel Ingram over yes. at Washington County. Another one of those who has sold out to a type of the wing tea. Uh, goodness, you know, it, it just proves that whatever you do, if you do it well, you're going to win football games. And in that section there, uh, gosh, Roger's done a great job. But at the 478, moving up into Northside Warner Robins, and we also left out veterans who finished yes, up uh, definitely. In, in a flurry. And, uh, you know, Milan Turner did a really good job there. And I think that's probably one of their best years ever. Yeah, and with what they were able to do, Joel, uh, when I was talking to Joel a couple weeks ago and had talked to him after the Brooks County win in the playoffs, they had to do things a little differently this year, and they learned from Don Tyson down in Homerville at Clinch <laughs> County at, about how to run their offense this year because of the personnel. And Joel also told me that he was looking at old Fordham video on on computers about how to run that offense, uh, you know, the, the the Notre Dame box and what Fordham did back in the 1940s. Joel is looking this stuff up to have success in Sandersville this year. Yeah, and uh, his running back, his tailback in that single wing, uh, good night. What a name. I can't remember. Dyshawn Bloodsworth. Does that there, sound yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Bloodsaw. Bloodsaw. There you go. Dyshawn Bloodsaw. And Whoop. I said, I said, what a great football name, you know? Yeah. And uh, they just kind of got on his back and uh, ran it to the right side every time. But, man, were, were there some great football games uh, like the the Waco game uh, against Brooks. And you don't generally go into Brooks down there where they have the hammer permanently attached and, and, and win a football game. But uh, great win for, for Washington County there. And then you look also, I guess let's take a, a tour over toward Columbus. You look at what Marion County was, has been able to do in Buena mm-hmm. Vista, Sly County, making it uh, into the deep into the playoffs this year. For I think they got out of the second round for the first time in school history in 20 years. Then you look at a Mitchell County and uh, a Miller County and all, all those single-A schools that were doing quality work there in, in that pocket of the state. Yeah, definitely. And you go down a little farther, you, you've got Pelham. Most yes. people don't even realize that you've got Pelham, Mitchell County, uh, Baconton Charter, yep. and uh, it, I think it's Westwood, correct? That's All awesome. in the same county in Ooh. Mitchell County. So. <laughs> Uh, would you say there's some talent running around? In I think Mitchell so. County? I think that's that's an accurate assessment that there that there is talent there. And uh, let's see, in the Augusta area, you had Hepzibah do uh, really well this year, yes. and, and uh, Thompson is in one of those unique situations where basically I just call it a mini region because it's it's a short one. I guess a regionette maybe. Yeah, I guess. I guess because, well, look at what happened there. Uh, you almost always pencil in Burke or Thompson right. as the region champion, but uh, look who was there. It's Baldwin, and and you're going – but that's the thing. It's like the way that these regions are set up, if you're in a regionette, you've got to sit there and figure out six or seven – games outside of a region then it's a region sprint the same thing is going on with folks like franklin stevens at ware county and then mm-hmm. there's the the region that's uh, involved uh, the the albany schools in that area too so it's a it's a challenge and i think that right now in the way that things are structured is that you're kind of looking at teams and we'll see teams that are two and eight three and seven four and six making it into the playoffs because of these regionettes and having to challenge themselves outside of really outside of a their comfort zone and b their zip code 
Well, I really think that in the next cycle of things, which would come after this coming year, but I think the plans are maybe to go back to six yeah. regions. Yeah. And, and and that would would make a big difference because I think what people really want to see is six and seven teams in a region. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it makes it a little more fair for everybody. And then going up into the mountains, Wes Tankersley had his first year at Stevens County, Lee Shaw, with the great work that he does up there at Rabin. And then you've got Calhoun, who's always there, Dalton, who's always there. And uh, the folks up in the mountain region really had some success. Pickens, another great story this season right. with all of their first evers. Yeah, some some great teams up in there. Sadness for me, though, good friend Sid Fritz steps yeah. down at Albert County. Yeah. But he's got a new grandbaby, and I think he wants to visit and just see what's going to go on. He's been successful everywhere, Vidalia. Uh, Rome and Elbert County, and he had some kind of talent at Elbert County. So do I need to mention the name Mecole Hardman? You just did. Um, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, so and then also getting into the Southern Crescent, just the really the toughness of the region that involves Stockbridge, Dutchtown, Jones County, mm-hmm. and, and Woodland. They were all ranked top 10 at one point this year, and in, that shows the strength of that part of the state. Clifford Fed brought the hammer, and so I guess it's br- uh, bring the hammer north of Dutchtown this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think – Probably with that young quarterback he's got, we've not seen the last of Dutchtown. Trust me. And, all right, so we're at about a a minute warning here. What other storylines popped up to you this year? We talked about schools and things, but is there anything else on your plate as we head to the championships? Yes. uh, Obviously, Georgia High School Association could see into the future. Guess what happened? Exactly what they planned to happen. And, uh, you know, there's going to come the outcry, well, we need to go back to the local places and we need to do this and we need to do that. We probably, since we're all members of the GHSA and supporters of the GHSA, just to uh, listen to them and let them do what they know they're doing. And at the same time, once again, reminder, the championships are Tuesday and Wednesday. We're on the air at 10 a.m. We're off the air when we're off the air both days. I have a hotel room. So uh, Tuesday night, I'm going to the hotel room after Tuesday's done, coming back early Wednesday. And Tommy will come back one more time in the calendar year, and we'll talk about the championships. Looking forward to hanging out with you one more time in 2018. It's a ball. Always enjoy it, John. Thanks so much. Good luck on your call and your work over the next couple of days. All right. Love you, my friend. This is the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB Media. Rate us. Give us 427 bazillion stars on iTunes. Use the quotes around the words Football Fridays in Georgia, GPB Sports, and that is how you get to save us and listen to us on your favorite platform. Sean Powers is, as always, in charge of the ones and twos and keeping us on the beat. For Tommy Palmer, I am John Nelson. Play it safe, everybody. We will see you at Mercedes-Benz.